This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. All right. Not sure if you folks can hear the chainsaw right now. Uh, it's outside, but uh, we have a good show for you today. We have two musical numbers, just a little bit of mus- uh, listener mail, The Curse of Cody Rhodes, and more coming up in a minute. Welcome in, wrestling fans, and you're listening to The Next Pillar, your AEW podcast. And uh, my name is Blake, and I'll be with you, bringing you a balanced blend of insight, inspired, and entertainment, inspired by the latest goings-on in All Elite Wrestling. And uh, I mentioned this a bit earlier, but uh, yeah, uh, there's, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, there's quite a bit of construction like literally outside my front door right now. They're widening the street that we live on. And uh, so you may hear a chainsaw from time to time as I'm talking. Um, there, there it goes. Uh, so I apologize for that, but wanted to make sure we got a show out today on Monday. So we're recording this on a Monday morning. And it's so great to be with you guys. Uh, and I appreciate, um, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed to be honest, at just the amount of interest the the idea of a guest host has had uh, with y'all. Uh, so I've been wading through, uh, you know, some responses and trying to, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how I'm going to move forward with this uh, just because, um, you know, there needs to be some kind of vetting process, obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you've heard my content, you know. This is just the most professional wrestling podcast there is. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm going to have to make my way through. So if you've written in, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just kind of mulling things over and deciding how to move forward. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we'll have, uh, you know, one person every week or every other week. I'm still kind of, again, mulling it over. And uh, I had a couple pieces of listener mail, but just right off the bat, uh, something I wanted to speak to is just uh, the curse of Cody Rhodes. And no, folks, this is not a LucasArts point-and-click adventure game for Windows 1995 computers. Uh, This is what's been going on with the TNT title, and I don't know what else to say about it other than it must be the curse of Cody Rhodes that has continued to take what, uh, to my mind, was, uh, you know, one of the most successful secondary uh, titles in a current wrestling company uh, and turn it into what it is now, which is something much less than that. Let's be honest. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, uh, I have tried to, you know, be patient and say like, let's give this Scorpio sky thing a chance. But uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, 
as each, you know, match like a Scorpio Sky and a Frankie Kazarian, which, by the way, man, does that guy look like the area manager of a PacSun. Like, you know, he's going to send you text messages being like, hey, you guys better make sure that the sunglasses rack is organized next time I stop by. Uh, that's just the vibe I get from Frankie Kazarian. Anyway, uh, I think it's just safe to say that uh, the Scorpio Sky thing has, again, you know, not turned any heads. And I see the potential there. I've always said that. He's had some good segments. He's had some good promos. But let's be honest. If we were to sit down and rank our top 20 AEW wrestlers, would Scorpio Sky even make the list? Uh, he wouldn't make my list. And when you think about, you know, a TNT title uh, and who should have a TNT title, it should absolutely be someone that is, you know, in that top five, if not, you know, the number two on your list or Tony's list or what have you. Uh, and so that's been frustrating to see just this uh, this this problem with the TNT title that really started with that uh, that Cody Rhodes, that last Cody Rhodes win. And, uh, yeah, I like to think of it as the curse of Cody Rhodes and that maybe just going forward, whoever the TNT title is put on will, you know, end up having, end up being a disaster for the company, you know, um, because man, I, I understand that, you know, perhaps they could have not predicted the amount of heat that Sammy and Ty would get as a couple. You know, I understand not being able to predict that. But I think once the crowd turned on them, uh, a big mistake that they've made is to have Sammy kind of, and Ty for that matter, lean into their heel act, if you know what I mean. Uh, like, Sammy and Ty were unlikable enough. He didn't, like, need to go borrow a cool coat from Str some sort of Strickland or what have you. Uh, I think if they had just you know, made their characters consistent and just gotten the booze for being themselves, I think that's ultimately something that would lead to something more organic than uh, to see them, you know, after a couple weeks of being booed, leaning so heavily into these these heel characters. And I also feel like uh, what a just tremendous waste of American Top Team. Although I will say... So you folks may realize this, but I do have um, a little bit of background in uh, public relations. And uh, I guess some unsolicited advice that I would offer uh, Tony Khan and the folks at AEW is if your most consistent criticism, and not just from the other side, but from your own fans, people like this podcast, people like the everything elite podcast rap people like uh you know very prominent voices on twitter these are all people who support AEW, who have all criticized their management with the women's division and ultimately what these criticisms come down to in a lot of ways are about presentation is the women's division presented as an equal to the men's division and i think if we're being honest with ourselves the answer is no and so one of the most consistent criticisms of AEW on both sides, AEW fans and WWE fans, or just wrestling fans that don't like AEW, has been about the women's division and how women are presented on AEW programming. And so the unsolicited advice that I would offer, Tony, is if 
the you know the most consistent criticism that you get is about how you present women maybe don't have someone on tv calling a woman a whore uh i and i and look i know i know some of you folks out there are thinking like well blake you came up during the attitude era where women were called various things on a weekly basis isn't that part of pro wrestling uh and my answer is no or at least it shouldn't be uh i think a dan lambert has various ways of getting heat uh i think a dan lambert is an incredibly talented heel act i think a dan lambert can come up with something a little bit better than calling a woman a whore on tv and i can just say that tony some of us are trying to watch AEW with our wives over here man uh some of us are trying to help your your advertising demographics dude so did i do the hulk hogan dude i did not mean to do the hulk hogan dude so i'm sorry about that uh but yes some of us are trying to watch wrestling with our wives over here man and help your advertising demographics so maybe you don't have someone calling a woman a whore on tv is all i'm saying uh but i digress i uh and so how will they get their way out of this current mess that is the tnt title i think ultimately they need to pick you know one of these acts that you know fans are starting to get behind you know i would say i mean throw a dart at team taz you know what i mean i would be thrilled to have any of them be a tnt champion and something else they really do need to bring back is like let's have the tnt title defended again on a regular basis and why not when it's the tnt title make that tnt title the centerpiece of rampage again maybe put it on a swerve strickland who you know has been wrestling on rampage fairly often uh since debuting for the company uh, i think there's various ways that they can fix it although you do wonder is this the curse of cody rhodes you know uh and yeah i would love to play a point and click adventure game called the curse of cody rhodes uh but yeah i uh i did want to get to some listener mail uh because we did have a couple this week and uh yeah all right so we have a question from ida here long time uh writer uh just asking uh you know my thoughts on just who the joker might be uh facing samoa joe this wednesday and uh just reading this question it just kind of triggered a memory that uh i don't know if you folks saw this clip that was like floating around of um some people on a plane that were just kind of started playing some praise and worship songs and annoying everyone else on the plane uh and that clip got me to thinking, you know, if I found myself on a plane with Tony Khan, and let's just say, you know, there's a praise and worship band on the plane too, uh, you know, what song would I sing to Tony Khan? You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys thought the same thing when you saw that clip. And uh, reading that question and just thinking about it, uh, it got me to thinking a little bit. So uh, hold on. Let me just pick up my guitar here.
Tony Khan. We gather together each and every week to sing your praises, mostly. But today, Tony Khan, we gather here today to ask you for just one thing. Tony Khan, will you bring back the arrow? 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 That's right, Tony. We are just as desperate for our Redeemer as his double-jointed wife. So here we are today, Tony Khan, to ask you, please, this Wednesday, have Samoa Joe fight Miro, bring back our Redeemer, bring back Miro, and we will thank you, Tony Khan, because we've been through you, we've been through the darkest times with you, we've been through the Bad Dark Order segments, we've been through the Satnam Singh debut, but please, Tony, Khan, I feel like dancing It's foolishness I know But when Bureau's entrance hits The crowd will dance with joy Like we're dancing now, yeah Tony Khan, will you bring back Miro? Tony Khan, will you bring back Miro? So folks, if you're listening to this podcast today, whether you're in your car, whether you're in the office, whether you're at home, if you've got the kids nearby, teach them the words. But Tony Khan, please bring back Nero. Please, Tony Khan, please bring back a Redeemer this Wednesday night. Tony Khan, please bring back a Redeemer this Wednesday night, yeah. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each 
one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Are you guys still with me after that? Uh, I thank you, if you are. Uh, something I did want to clarify... Just since uh, I did briefly mention Satnam Singh in that song. Uh, and also a question that I had uh, from from VJ who, you know, told me I would need to go to the Bad Take Confessional for my Satnam Singh hate. I actually uh, do not uh, harbor any ill will towards Satnam Singh. In fact, I'm actually like really excited about Satnam Singh because AEW has done uh, I think just a great job with their booking with most of the big men on the roster. Uh, it was more of just, I wasn't really expecting Satnam Singh when the lights came out after that Samojo match. You know, it's exactly like, I like my fair share of Cool Whip. Do I necessarily want a Cool Whip on a nice, you know, artisanal pumpkin pie? No, I don't, Tony. And I know you're going to tell me, oh, it was, you know, this person, the person in the kitchen's idea. But Tony, we were all there. We all saw it. We all knew that ultimately, if we're being served pumpkin pie at Tony's house and there's Cool Whip on it, this ultimately all comes down to Tony Khan now, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, hopefully uh, Tony will uh, enjoy that little song. So back to listener mail. Uh, Blake. Loved your take on the hangman. Uh, if you were Tony Khan, how would you fix this hangman title run? 
Uh, I, for one, don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he is losing uh, at the next pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, this is from John. Uh, and you're absolutely right, John. I, I also think that, uh, you know, there's hope for the hangman yet. And uh, you do wonder if this CM Punk title shot might be a, a bit of a Chris Paul situation. Uh, sorry, any, uh, you know, Suns fans that might be listening or Chris Paul fans or your I mean, God, if Ryan Rosillo is listening to this, I'm sure he's jumping out a window. Uh, but uh, I do wonder because, of course, Tony has shown a willingness to put AEW talent over, you know, ex-WWE talent on a semi-regular basis. He's shown a willingness to, even in an un- unexpected situation, uh, to put an AEW wrestler over an ex-WWE wrestler, although... Uh, you look at that Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter match, and yeah, I mean, sometimes he puts the WWE folks over too. You also have to wonder, I mean, if CM Punk is telling you that he wants the title, I mean, you're probably going to give him the title if you know what I mean. Uh, so I think that ultimately, you know, not just the fact that CM Punk is going to have his, you know, wrestling genius mind all over this title program, but I also think that uh this cm punk hangman match is great for the hangman because there's a lot more genuine intrigue to this match than really any of his title defenses including the brian danielson ones which from the get-go um i I felt i knew you know what was going to happen in both of those two matches uh, at least the outcome i should say uh Yeah, so I would say there's lots of ways that you can fix this Hangman title run. I think ultimately, again, it goes back to the phrase that we say here at least once a week, and that's consistent storytelling on a week-to-week basis. And that's how we can get Hangman, you know, feeling like a vital champion uh, is just giving him, you know, not, you know, oh, I guess you're fighting Michael... uh, I almost said Michael Cole. Oh, I guess you're fighting Michael. Now, if Michael Cole was fighting the hangman, that's now that's intrigue. Uh, sorry, that's my that is such a Eric Bischoff <laughs> thing to suggest. But anyway, uh, it's not just a thing where he, you know, he gets he, you know, has after this CM Punk program, if he goes over, you know, he has a third match with Adam Cole. I'm talking about, like, let's actually make sure that all of these feuds that the champion has have as much intrigue behind them as this CM Punk match, have as much creative energy behind them as this CM Punk feud will have. Uh, I think the Hangman deserves it, and I think ultimately when you spend, you know, so many months of programming building up to a Hangman win... And then you kind of get distracted and maybe don't book a hangman title run with as much attention as you book the hangman title chase. Uh, I think that sets you back in the long run. And uh, yeah, I have a few more thoughts on this. I will be back in a minute. Thank you. 
And I am back. Sorry about that, folks. I was having a little indigestion earlier. I needed to have a granola bar. And uh, yeah, you're back listening to The Next Pillar. And something I did want to clarify is just that this ghost, this guest, this ghost position on the show. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to be the official ghost of the show, uh, you can email nextpillarawgmail.com. Uh, but also the the guest host aspect of the show, uh, just so you folks know, um, I because uh, I had some people confused about this. I'm not looking for like a guest host to like do the show on weeks I can't uh, just because I mean, you know, you'd have to make your wife write a little jingle. And I mean, that would just be a lot of work, you know. Uh, but what I am saying is that if you, you know, very much like, you know, we have listeners that write in wanting to hear specific topics on the show. If you have a specific topic, like, uh, you know, a long time ago, uh, I had a listener write in and was wanting to me to, uh, you know, maybe make a ranked list of, uh, you know, everyone's outfits, like all the ring tights. And uh, that's not really something that I have enough interest in, uh, but I would love to have someone come uh, come on and like, let's maybe talk for like 10 to 20 minutes about, uh, yeah, I mean, the outfits, the, the, the production, like I know there was a lot of discussion about uh, just how AEW is lit and edited and, and things of that nature, or uh, if you have a particular issue with how AEW is using Wrestler X or... Uh, you know, anything like that that you would just like to see covered that you don't feel is being covered out there in uh, the wild and wacky world of wrestling media. Uh, I would love to have you on the show and we can uh, we can chat for a few minutes about the topic of your choice. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to clear that up. And again, if you are interested or you think you know someone who would be a good fit, uh, the email is nextpillaraew at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so I did just want to say again, you know, just how much I appreciated during that uh, kind of weird month where like I only got a show out and uh, took two weeks off before and after that little show. Uh, I just wanted to thank just how many of you, you know, reached out to make sure, uh, you know, that I was OK. And I know that's because I have a tendency to overshare on here. And don't worry, like that tendency is not going anywhere. <laughs> been trying to work on that one my whole life so <laughs> if it's if it hasn't gone away yet it's not going to go away now just because i'm doing this podcast so uh yeah don't worry uh this this uh even with guest hosts or or what have you uh the spirit of the show uh is not going to change which is why i was excited that we were able to get uh two musical pieces on the show since the past couple shows have not had them and of course you know we've been off the air so to speak uh for a few weeks uh so yeah i i will say that you know going forward we will kind of be back on our monday time slot more often than not i'll be sending that show off in the afternoon so you may not see it on your feeds until monday evening so just don't worry the show will come <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of scheduling uh, built in now just to make sure that I won't need to take a significant amount of time off again, uh, no matter how crazy things get over here. Because as I've mentioned, uh, the insanity of life has not uh, stopped uh, in terms of what's going on uh, in my household right now. But 
uh, I'm not going to let it stop me from uh, getting insane content out in the world uh, like that praise and worship song to Tony Khan that you heard. Uh, so don't worry, we will be we will keep the insanity going and uh, the reason discussion going as well. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to thank you folks. And, uh, you know, looking forward to Dynamites, uh, you know, I am just riveted to find out, you know, whether it's a Johnny Gargano, whether it's a, uh, a Claudio Castanoli, uh, whether it's hopefully a Miro, uh, I, it, it's, it's hard to see how, uh, you know, Tony's not going to deliver something that hits pretty hard with this announcement, uh, of the Joker. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing who will fight Samoa Joe. That's right. This week's words of wisdom are for one Samoa Joe, who Joe, what are you doing with your outfits, man? It's like you're running to the ring in khakis. It's like, what are you working at Target or something, man? You doing interviews in a polo? On polo that, you know, like, where'd you get that thing, man? I mean, I'm serious, you know? Uh, Joe, we've been so happy to have you back in the wrestling world, especially in AEW. Uh, and I've talked about it many a time, just how the excitement of Samoa Joe. And, uh, I will say this though, Joe, uh, you know, not every man can dress themselves. You know, Joe, uh, there are subscription services, you know, Stitch Fix, I've heard that's good. Uh, if there's any subscription clothing companies that would like to work with the show to help you know wrestlers like Samoa Joe wear cooler clothes when they have to pick out their own clothes uh I would I'm open again next pillar aw at gmail.com but Samoa Joe you know clothes really do make the man sometimes so you know maybe when you're putting that outfit together that you're gonna be on camera in uh try to make it as badass as Samoa Joe and maybe not you know, some dude that works at a Cinnabon. <laughs> or man, he, you dress like someone that would manage a Cinnabon, Joe. So, you know, I sorry to misspeak there. But uh, yeah, Joe, just the clothes really do make the man sometimes. So, you know, as with so many other things, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. See you folks next week. <laughs>